Um, but then there's like always like, you know, kids and teenagers who just point and make fun of it. And honestly, I take my head off. I make sure I do all my makeup so I look hot as shit. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> am I really that much of a loser? Like, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that wants to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at our email, which is oplpodcast at gmail.com, or just visit our website at oplshow.com. Yeah, and before we get into today's episode, we want to give a shout out to everyone who has purchased a copy of Pay the Price. This is the trivia party game that Joe and I created. We wrote every single card ourselves. It's a lot of fun. And if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, head over to paythepricegame.com and use the code OPL at checkout to get 15% off. Uh, We promise you it's a good time. If you get it and it's not, you can come yell at us. But... (laughs) Let's uh, jump into today's episode where we're going to be speaking with a furry in sex work or a not safe for work fur suitor, fur suitor. I don't know. I said it like that. Uh, But before we get into this disclaimer, before all the comments come rolling in, we totally understand that the furry community has a stigma attached to it. We know that it is not a sexual based fetish community. Parts of it are, but also a large part of it isn't. And we have done an episode in the past with a furry who talked about going to conventions, who didn't have any sexual relation to, you know, their fursuit or dressing up or or anything. Just, it was just the fandom experience of a furry. So it's not, if you're watching the YouTube, it's not on this YouTube channel. It's an older episode. You can check it out on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, it's audio only, but we have had that conversation. So we don't want to go to war with the furries because we know if we did just a sex work furry episode first that, you know, we, we know what comments would come in from, you know, other furries who it doesn't apply to them as a sexual fetish or anything like that. So just getting that out there. But today we are talking to a woman about her experience as a furry in sex work. So we've got the guests on the line. Thank you so much for being on today. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Thanks for uh, sitting through that rant. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of furries. Like I, I don't, I don't want that community to, to turn on us. Well, cause we love them <laughs> and we were once accepted by them. So that's why I just put, you know, so much effort into that. Uh, but can you just, I guess, let us know about your experience and what exactly being a furry in sex work means, or as you put it uh, in the email and not safe for work for a suitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also just want to preface this too, just reiterating what Greg was saying. Um, This is my personal experience in the fandom. It definitely does not represent everyone's experience. Um, If anything, I feel like my experience is the minority of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just wanted to preface with that. The furries have a shook, by the way. We're all, Joe, do you want to get in and let the furries know that you don't mean them any harm? I think you guys (laughs) uh, handled it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, at least my experience with it, um, before I even had a fursuit or anything like that, I've always been into exhibitionism, which is more about just being, you know, at least the way I interpret it is having nudity online and things of that nature. So that's always been something I was into even before the fandom. Um, 
but yeah, at least with myself, I had my first suit back in 2018. And prior to 2018, I was already involved in sex work. So I was mainly in the online community with that. So, you know, selling photos, videos, undergarments, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I did that beforehand. And I would always like cut off my my face or other things like that because I, I just didn't want my identity, especially with like having a, a career and another type of job besides for this. This is mainly fun for me. Um, I didn't want that to be affiliated with my face. So I would always cover it up and everything like that. Um, but, you know, when I did get my fursuit, uh, there is a small community that also performs sexual acts in fursuit. So, you know, I was mainly into that because, you know, it was kind of smaller back then, but it was also getting a little bit more accepted by the actual fandom itself, um, mm. which is pretty nice because it, it used to be really shunned apart upon. Um, is, especially. It, is it just in person that we're talking about or is it like cam shows as a furry? Um, for me personally, it was cam shows, but these other people, um, it, it would be both. Got it. And can you just um, describe for anyone listening who right now is like, I don't even know what a furry is. Uh, I don't know what these guys are you know, uh, talking about, uh, can you just, I guess, quickly describe the fandom, but also exactly what a fursuit is. And even if you want to go into detail about what yours is, cause I think you mentioned it's, it's a custom one, um, of just like who that character is and, and how that whole world works. Yeah, of course. Sorry. I kind of just assume people know everything <laughs> with it. So uh, all my friends are in the fandom at this point. So it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to actually realize, but, um, at least when it comes to furry, it's so hard to think of an exact definition for it, but I feel like it's a shared appreciation of anthropomorphized uh, animals. I can never say that word right, but I shorten it to just anthro. <laughs> um, but, you know, you could think of things like Zootopia. There's like Nick Wilde and the rabbit. I, I'm always forgetting names. I think Judy Hopps or whatever, but um, mm -hmm. just like animals like that, that are personified and can talk and speak whenever you think about Disney movies. Um, you know, just video games in general, things of that nature. I, if you're a fan of that, you're kind of appreciating furries because that's what mm. the basis of liking furries is. Um, and I guess the difference is people in this furry community that kind of go the extra mile in that appreciation and end up getting suits. And, you know, we've covered this in the past, but like these suits can be hundreds, thousands of dollars custom made. They're huge suits that cover your entire body and people put kind of a, a personality backstory and origin behind these suits. There's conventions, meetups, they have, you know, friends within this kind of whole universe. Uh, it's, it's amazing to think about just as a subculture and you know, how much it's grown. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, explanation. And I guess in your case, then, uh, what is your fursuit and like, what's your character and how do you decide on something like that, especially in the realm that you're in, which is, you know, this cam work and sex work and, you know, how do those two become intertwined? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I actually created my character back when I was basically a kid, which is crazy to think about. Um, and back then, I didn't really know about the fandom. It was just more about a thing that I, I would see movies like Disney movies or I would read books about animals. And I would just create my own characters like throughout elementary school. I was also really into Neopets. So um, <laughs> I kind of just created a character through that. And she kind of evolved with me while I was growing up. 
Um, her name is Nui. Uh, she's a lynx and sheep hybrid. And she's more of like a realistic head, I would say. There's a lot of toony suits that look like goofy whenever you think of like Disney characters, like mascots at a theme park, look mm -hmm. more like that. My realistic suit, it looks more like an animal, I would say, but it's like different mm -hmm. colorations and it's not exactly realistic. How many um, suits do you have? I have two. So one so, is this sheep hybrid that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. What's, yeah, that's what's the other one? The other one, her name is Aviva. She's like a synthwave cat. So um, she was like artistic liberty by the maker. Um, what that basically means is I basically submitted a quote just saying, hey, can you make me a sexy synthwave cat? <laughs> and she was like, bet, I'll do that for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she's just, you know, sassy, flirty, super colorful and an eyesore, depending on how you view it. But And what makes it sexy? Like, does it have features or I'm trying to imagine what this looks like exactly. Yeah. So I guess like my definition of sexy, I, I'm not really attracted to my fursuit. I should clarify. It's just more about like she has like those bedroom eyes and it's more form fitting. So it gets more of my figure in it. Um, okay. A lot of fursuits like have like padding and stuff like that to make it look more like an animal with like digigrade legs, which are basically it makes it look different than straight legs. It looks like you're more like on hind legs or something like that. Um, mm. But yeah, it's mainly form fitting. Uh, she has those bedroom eyes. I don't know. It's just, it's just the look that she has. And she also has like cute hair, kind of hair weft. So she looks very sassy and has attitude. Okay. <laughs> like human kind of like, like a lot of human qualities, I guess. Well, I guess they all do in a way. Yeah, I would say so. Like I talk in my suits and everything like that. I, I'm just basically myself, but I guess just more exaggerated because um, I'm, I'm not like sassy and sexy all, all the time or something like that. But when I'm in suit, I'm like, I'm going to own this character. I'm going to be more confident and just do what I want kind of thing. Um, yeah, totally. And so, it, what, did you get into this and, and kind of mix it with your sex work mostly for your own interest at first? Or was there a thought of, well, if I can reach this niche or this audience of, you know, men and women who are into this, it could be lucrative or, you know, was it just purely like, well, I just would feel awesome and sexy and cool in a suit doing the thing that I'm doing anyway. Yeah. Was it like a, a business move or was it just like naturally, right. no matter what you would have done this anyway? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good question. Um, at least for me, I feel like it's a mixture of everything because at least in sex work, you always want to have something different than other people. And, you know, getting something that's thousands of dollars to invest in that I feel like <laughs> the majority of people wouldn't want to invest into that really sets you apart from other people in that field. Um, but even if I wasn't selling my content or anything like that, I still would do it. Um, it's just one of those things that it feels more convenient to not have to hide my face or anything like that. Uh, especially like, let's say I'm at a convention or anything like that. I just don't want people to really know who I am on the daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it helps with that anonymous feature too, which I kind of like. Um, it's kind of similar. Like I wouldn't say fursuits are a kink or anything like that, but at least covering your face is something that a lot of people are into. I don't know if I would say like 
it's something I'm personally into, but I know other people enjoy it. So that's mm -hmm. why I like to cater to what they like. Yeah, I think there is an element of that because I think, I mean, when I think of like sex parties, I always think of people with those like masks that you kind of like, that you cover like their <laughs> yeah. nose and eyes and there's like, like feathers the on it. <laughs> yeah, like those. that's like immediately what I think. Um, so yeah, I guess there is some sort of excitement that comes along with the uh I can't even say this word, anonymity. I don't know if I'm yeah, saying that. No. It's a hard one for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, so you, you, I mean, there are people, like Greg said, I mean, before we started the episode, there are people just like indulge in the furry community. So what exactly, you know, you do sex work in the fury, uh, the furry uh, costume. What, what is it strictly just camera? Is it strictly camera stuff or is it just a mix of a bunch of different things? Yeah, so it's a mix of stuff. So I usually sell like underwear or like socks and stuff like that. I like doing that because it, it's honestly easy for me. <laughs> um, and I like doing videos and camera work. I do only just solo work though. I don't, you know, interact with other people in these videos or photos and stuff like that unless it's just nudity mm -hmm. and we're like maybe holding each other. <laughs> um, like a Christian side hug or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But <laughs> Some like Mormon OnlyFans or something. <laughs> Except you're naked. <laughs> Some people have like family photos like that. Like I've been in houses where it's like the the, <laughs> the mother and, and husband are like naked hugging each other. It's like in the hallway. Yeah. I'm like, this is just out of strange to have here, I guess. Yeah. But I know exactly what hilarious. you mean by that. If um if we were paying customers interested in your fursuit costume, I mean like what what are we getting? Well, I don't know what like platforms you're on or, or what you're doing. So you said that it's solo work, but, um, like, yeah, what, what would we be seeing you do, I guess? Yeah. So honestly, I mainly just use Twitter. I used mm. to use like things like OnlyFans, but honestly I had it just to message people. <laughs> I wouldn't actually post content on it. I was just like, subscribe to this if you want to talk to me. And people actually did that. So that was cool. Huh. Um, but I think it's more about like, I would do like photos, videos. Um, I do like a lot of suggestive content with other people. So there is that nudity aspect or it looks like we're doing something, but in actuality it's not. Hmm. Um, or like, let's say I just do like penetration to myself, things of that nature. Um, and this is all in, in the suit? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the full suit though. I'm just paranoid, honestly, about having like fluids on my suit in general. Things expensive. Yeah. <laughs> my suit's like thousands of dollars. So wow. I, each one. So I would say altogether they're about like 10 grand, but. Holy shit. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's an investment. So it's some element of having the suit, like maybe you strip down layers or at least keep the mask on, but you're essentially still in this character doing whatever, solo penetration, suggestive things with others. Do you do um, like anything, like can people request things from you or do you have like fans that, you know, you, you talk to or that like want to role play or do anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a combination of stuff. So I actually prefer custom work. So um, I'll do like custom photos or videos for people who request it, like in my DMs and stuff like that. As long as I give them a quote and they pay for it, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to sell things like a girlfriend experience. I'm not mm. really into role play per se. Some people like 
get really in depth with that. And I just don't have the patience. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'll, I'll just pretend like I'm their girlfriend basically. And I'll message them throughout the day and send them like a, a sleazy photo or two, but depending yeah. on how much they pay, but that's like some of the stuff I would do. Is there like a voice that you do is like a completely different like character or do you act like an animal or something? Like, I don't, I don't know. Oh no, you're good. I'm not at all. I, I kind of just sound like this. Honestly, I, I don't really hide who I am behind it. Like I don't, if anyone wants me to act like an animal or something like that, I would just straight up say, no, I, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Cause I know so, there, I mean, there is an element of that too. Cause I have seen like other stuff where people, you know, they are interested in like, I actually think oh, maybe that was a different episode, but we did talk to someone who like, wears a dog mask and then they act like a dog the entire mm. time. So I guess oh, it kind of just okay. differs from case by case, I assume. Yeah. That might be more like pup play, but I honestly yeah, haven't. That probably that's it. what it was. It was pup play. Yeah. So, but do you, you know, to, to Joe's point of, you know, you are to, to most people like understanding the costume, like it is an animal or it's animalistic. So I think one of the biggest critiques from people you know, don't understand the community is, well, why are these people fantasizing about animals or, you know, like, is this bestiality or what's, you know, what's the deal? Why are these people into this thing? Like, what, what do you have to say to, you know, someone who would, I guess, propose that idea that obviously doesn't, hasn't, you know, looked into or researched or understands, you know, the, the furry community or even like the fetish aspect of it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, at least in regards to that, I feel like it's completely different than being with like an animal or anything like that. Um, I'm having a human voice with it. I ha I'm basically standing on like two legs in my fursuit. I, I just only get like art of being two legged and basically the same. What's it called? Like anatomy as a human, um, just with more like an animal face. Mm -hmm. um, and when you think about stuff like in the past, like this might be weird, but even with like Egyptian art and stuff like that, like throughout history, people have always tried to make humans more anthro and it's not necessarily a sexual thing with that. It's just more about maybe acting through those characters, if that makes sense, or a representation of something else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessarily animal in nature i honestly i've never view myself as being an animal or anything like that it's just more about having fun um i don't think i would ever view myself as like an animal or anything yeah. like that so okay i i think that's a really fair point um yeah when you look at just throughout ancient history and yeah i guess it's just an idea of taking on a different different persona or just you know, whatever that freedom is of adding another element to yourself or mixing with, you know, whether, whatever it is, an animal or something, but it's not identifying as an animal, I guess. Yeah. And I also just want to add to that. I also view it kind of like advanced cosplay. Um, it's basically like people who cosplay don't really think of themselves as the people they're dressing up as. I would say it's similar to that with the furry fandom. Mm-hmm. And is this what you're doing full time? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I just do this basically for fun and like a side hustle. I actually work full time remotely as an IT. Um, I don't want to get too into it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to say what it is. Yeah, no. um, 
that's okay. So now you have the sort of double life aspect. That's, and, and I'm assuming you, well, you obviously keep this completely separate. Like your coworkers don't know, or a lot of people you interact with in your everyday life have no idea that you're going home, throwing on a fursuit and, uh, making a lot of people happy that are paying you money. Yeah, at least with like the sexual aspect of it, I try to keep it to myself. Um, I I never mention it with a work environment. I just I just don't want anyone to know with that. But all my friends, my family, everyone knows about my fursuit. They love it. Um, but at least with the sexual aspect, honestly, all of my family and my friends know too. It's nice. like whatever. Yeah, I I totally own it. You know. <laughs> oh, so they're just aware of all of it. That's I yeah. Mean, yeah. That must be sort of like freeing or liberating in a way to be like, you know, yeah. I mean, I also, I think it would be pretty tough to hide two $5,000 costumes in <laughs> <Yeah>. your apartment. <laughs> uh, and I imagine like, where, where are they? Like, do they just hang in your closet? Yeah. So I, I live on my own with my partner and two roommates. We rent out a house actually all together and it's a whole furry household. So we just have no all our shit out, out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Dude, that's a that's a reality show idea, like a furry house. That's why my friend was like, "You need to get on this show. Like, your life is insane." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's just it's just really part of just your existence. Yeah, and and like to to then go home in that environment because first you said I live on my own, but then you're like with my partner and two roommates. I was like, <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound very alone. <laughs> But, and I was like, I meant oh, without family, I should right, say. Right, right. <laughs> but I, uh, I immediately thought like, oh, so where does she do the cam work? How is she hiding this or the costume? But yeah, if the people you live with are on board and literally furries themselves, that's, that's what you guys must have a lot of fun. Yeah. At least when it comes to things in the public space, like living rooms and stuff, um, I just have my fursuits and stuff out there along with like all my roomies and my partner. Um, but yeah, at least like, for photos, videos, stuff like that. It's more like the bathroom, the bedroom. Everyone, we're just like, you know, we're we're all adults. If if you see a dildo, it's like whatever. Like I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, yeah. If you see a dildo next to the the five thousand dollar furry costume, you know what happened. No? Exactly. Uh, has this? Uh, I was gonna sorry, say. Go ahead, I know you guys are all like, you know, doing the furry thing, but is, are they all doing sex work as well? Oh no. I would say, well, my partner isn't into that at all. He's completely safe to work, safe for work and stuff like that with his suit. Um, and then one of my roommates actually doesn't have a suit. Um, and then my other roommate does have cu a couple of suits and he does do that, but I don't think he actually sells the content. I think he just publishes it for free or like sending it to friends and stuff like that. Who is this guy? That's... <laughs> Yeah. The Mother Teresa of the furry kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking doing everyone a favor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. So there was something I know that popped up in your email. There wasn't much detail behind it, but it looks like, I guess, was there a time where you did end up losing a job because of being a furry or you mentioned being doxxed? Can you go into that? Yeah, yeah. So that was actually back in college. Oh, what a great time. But <laughs> um, there's people like I basically owned being a furry. I was like, if you don't like me with this, like, I don't give a shit. Just take it how it is. Um, but yeah, I had people who 
figured out my online presence with my first suit in person and then mm. would actually told my job on campus about it. Um, and I used to work in residential life. So if you lose your job in res life, they just kick you out of housing and you don't have your job anymore. Um, which really sucked ass. Honestly, I was like homeless, honestly, for a duration, like a couple months. Cause it, it just came out of nowhere and I could be on a whole rant with that, but um, it wasn't the best experience. And that's how my family found out. Um, thankfully oh, wow. they're, they're accepting with it, but it could have been way worse. Wow. Do you know where like, were these people you knew or are they just like, do you know why, why they did it? Um, that's a good question. I feel like it was trying to get back at me for whatever reason. I don't feel like I'll ever know the answer as to why, because I would never want to destroy someone's life like that. Even if I hate you, I would never do that to someone. Um, Especially if you're causing no harm to them or anyone else, if you're just doing your thing. Yeah. I always try to think about like other people and how I would like to at least personally be treated. Um, even no matter how angry or pissed off I am, I, I wouldn't go to that extent to get back at someone for whatever they do wrong. You know, I'd rather have a conversation with someone if they really pissed me off, you know, but, no, you know, communication's sure. hard, I guess. <laughs> for some people. And like, look, I mean, I don't, I don't know who these people are and this is just an assumption, but you know, like you see this in so many different variations where, you know, you're someone who's clearly extremely comfortable in your skin and your suit. And like, I'm going to assume that the people who did this to you are definitely not on your level when it comes to being comfortable with, you know, what you're into and being able to put it out there. And that just always sucks to see when someone, you know, has their own insecurities or isn't comfortable with themselves and has to try to take someone else down, you know, because they are so comfortable with themselves. Um, but that sucks. But at least it seems like, you know, since then you, uh, it didn't deter you from being a furry. It seems like it made you go even harder and you seem happy with everything now, which is great. Definitely. I feel like from that experience, I'm kind of almost glad it happened because it showed me who my real friends were, mm. um, who actually stood by me because they would let me like couch surf and stay at their place in like the living room for like months basically until I was able to get my own place. And that was the nicest thing anyone could ever do to me. Um, and I really appreciate that forever with that. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. And with, with the whole like, you know, furry thing, um, is this something that you kind of indulge in like every single day? Uh, you mentioned conventions before. So how often are there like get togethers or conventions that you kind of attend? Yeah. So at least where I live right now, I'll just say it straight up. I, I live in Colorado and the furry scene here is like the biggest place ever. <laughs> every no furry nice. is like jealous of everyone who lives in Colorado because we literally have meets every other day. And some meets have over a hundred people. Um, I know there's like a bunch of different meets. Like for example, this Saturday, there's this event called Foxtrot and it's actually at a gay club. Um, and it's like basically $5 drinks. It's like so cheap. <laughs> so everyone gets turned and in fursuit and it's so fun. And like so many people show up to that. And there's also regular people in the bar and just seeing how like excited they are. It's so fun. Um, 
I enjoy Damn. doing that. Is that an invite for $5 drinks? <laughs> <I mean, like, laughs> it would be cheaper to buy a flight and go to Foxtrot than go out drinking in New York. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm from New York, so I totally feel, feel you there. <laughs> you know, that's why I came to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, at least like flights and, and beers and stuff like that. It, it's not, I would say it's not really best thing in that environment because it's more like a club i would say um <laughs> but at least with like cocktails and stuff like that you can get like a, a vodka crayon for like five bucks and honestly in my experience gay bars always pour heavy and it's nice <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um that's that's so cool i'm i'm curious too just with the work like if you wanted to could you do this full-time do you think and make a good living just just the furry sex work or no it's it's a grind it's a grind i know some people who do do it full time um but then it's just like one of those things that if you do your hobby as your job you're going to learn to hate your your hobby eventually um at least in my opinion that's fair yeah i feel like it's so mentally draining like everyone asks what you really do as a sex worker and this just popped into my head i feel like i'm more like a therapist than a sex worker <laughs> so yeah i mean you're a little bit of everything yeah like the the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis and we've heard that we've spoken to a, a ton of sex workers on the show um and and they've they've all said something similar about like some of the relationships that they form with people and it almost becomes therapy for you know some of their fans or followers but then at the same time you're a content creator like you're figuring out video editing posting social media branding mark like it like the emphasize the word work in sex work because it definitely is a lot of work to, you know, make a living and, and do all of that. Um, but that's cool. And uh, yeah, I know, I know a lot of people, I'm sure Joe does too. It's like, yeah, once it becomes almost too serious or you start relying on it for a living, it's like, man, this used to be my hobby, but now it's just more work. And I feel like I'm leaving my other job to just do another job and then the funds out of it. But it seems like you, it seems like so much of this is just for yourself and your own pleasure, which is so cool because then you also get to get paid for it. And you know, do what you love to do and hold the other job on the side. And it seems like a perfect setup. Exactly. Yeah. I love just being able to just work with my own schedule too. Cause if I need to focus with my full time job that pays me the big bucks, I, I'd rather do that than, <laughs> than focus on like sex work. Cause it's, it's a hustle, like you're saying, and it's very mentally draining, especially the things people say to you and, mm -hmm you have to be a certain type of person to do it. Like, honestly, I'm not strong enough to do that. <laughs> I was going to ask that too, because you said like some of these meetups are in like public places. So there's other people there. Like, have you ever run into a situation where someone is just like talking shit basically? Um, depends. Mm. So like talking shit as to sex work, like to me or like in general. Or as to, to the furries you mean? Yeah. I meant to furries in general. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I've had a few instances like that. If it's in a public meet setting, like, um, like in Boulder, there's a Pearl street pause event. Um, and usually we just walk around like, like this mall area. Um, it's not like an indoor mall. It's like an outdoor kind of like a closed off street. So people can't actually drive there. Um, but then there's like always like, you know, kids and 
teenagers who just point and make fun of it. And honestly, I take my head off. I make sure I do all my makeup so I look hot as shit. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> am I really that much of a loser? Like, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, cool. But yeah, I guess, you know, is there anything that that you want to leave, like any message or anyone, you know, who maybe is feeling like, this is something that they might be into, uh, either joining the community, researching the community more f furry sex work. Like, you know, we covered so many topics, but you know, anything, um, to, to say to people who might not be as comfortable or, or in the place that you are now, uh, with just kind of owning this, you know, identity and interest, um, you know, any, any words for them to kind of help them pursue the, something similar. So if you're ever feeling like that, Honestly, it took me a long time to realize you should just say screw people who are going to judge you based off of something so harmless. You're you're not hurting anyone, so you might as well just do what you enjoy. It's your life. You live how you want to live it. You're not going to live this life to make other people happy. You need to make yourself happy first. Um, and if you are interested in being like within the furry fandom, honestly... There's a huge community. If you just look up on Instagram, Twitter, through hashtags and stuff like that, like if you just look up furry in general, you'll find that on Twitter and especially Instagram. Uh, it's also a big community on TikTok. I, honestly, I'm, I'm not really into that. But <laughs> if you do want to do that, that's an option. Um, and yeah, like honestly, there's so many different types of furries from different walks of life. Like my experience is so different in comparison to everyone else. Um, so at least if my experience doesn't really line up with yours, like you have no interest in the sexual side of the fandom or things of that nature, you can find your spot in the community and you can do what you exactly want to do with it. That's really cool. And I, I, you know, I definitely think like, I, I agree with you, like, I, and I've said this before, um, about a bunch of different of our guests, but it's always awesome to hear people getting into something and being like, well, you can't keep people happy and this makes me happy. So I'm just going to do it. And whatever, ha whatever, however you react to that is how you react to it. But I'm enjoying this. So I'm just going to do it. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I think that people, if they find something like that in their life, that makes them happy, but they're worried about something, they should just go for it also. So, you know, really cool that you said that. And, you know, we appreciate your time today talking to us and giving us some insight onto more insight, I should say, into the furry community. And also your personal life with, um, you know, all the sex work and everything as well. Yeah, of course. I'm glad I can talk about it. Um, but yeah, everything I said here, I hope I can give better insight into that part of the fandom. But yeah, it was great to talk to you both. It was a really fun conversation. Yeah, no, a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. And uh, we'll keep an eye out for sexy cat photos <laughs> <laughs> yes i will send them your way no worries don't worry not explicit but yeah <laughs> thank you all right well thanks so much yeah of course have a good one see you have a good one bye bye, bye. Before we get to our final thoughts, we do have sponsors for today. The first one being BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling. So if you want to get connected to an online counselor, they can do that in just under 48 hours. Um, so you'll be talking to a licensed therapist uh, through BetterHelp that could help you with whatever you're going through. They have uh, people who specialize in certain types of 
trauma or family issues, anxiety, things like that, they will set you up with someone. If you are connected with someone that you don't really vibe with, you can switch out of that. They make it very easy to, um, you know, jump from therapist to therapist, find the right person, the right fit for you. Um, over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. A lot of people have DM me personally and told me that they have tried BetterHelp and enjoy it. So definitely check it out. You know, I've been in therapy for a couple of years now, and I think that everyone should definitely do that. Um, and with BetterHelp, uh, since we're sponsored by them, our podcast will get our listeners 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. That is betterhelp.com slash OPL. You will get 10% off of your first month. So definitely go check it out. Like I said, you know, we want to take care of our bodies. We also want to take care of our minds. So definitely go to betterhelp.com slash OPL. 10% off your first month uh, with BetterHelp. Uh, next, also something that I think is super useful uh, is Truebill. Uh, it's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need or want or just forgot about, you know, we're constantly signing up for things or free trials or things like that. And then it charges you and you don't really realize it just kind of gets buried in your bank statement. Um, on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. So it's not, you know, we're all doing this. Uh, but you know, you can get some help with Truebill. They'll help you identify these things that you're paying for and help you cancel them. So you could save, like I said, people save up to $720 a year, but I'm sure there's people who could be saving more than that, maybe even double that. Who knows? Uh, so definitely uh, go use Truebill. Saved over uh, 2 million users, helped them save over $100 million. So, you know, everyone could use a, a couple extra bucks in their pocket. Uh, definitely on average, $720 a year. I'll take that. Uh, so don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash OPL. Go right now. Truebill.com slash OPL. Uh, like I said, it could save you thousands depending on, you know, the kind of stuff you're, you're signing up for or forgetting about. I'm sure I have a bunch. Uh, so yeah, go to Truebill.com slash OPL for that. Uh, and lastly here, we have Green Chef. Green Chef is the uh, certified meal kit company. Um, they make it, uh, it makes eating easy, sorry, makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegetarian, gluten-free, uh, or anything like that. Um, they offer a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Um, and you can enjoy your greens while being green uh, because, because Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Uh, they come in pre-portioned pre-portioned um, ingredients so you're not wasting anything so you know you get the recipe and you're like okay this is how I have to make it and you don't throw anything out you use all of it um, and like I said 100% of it um, is offsetting their carbon footprint and their plastic packaging um, so yeah it's great uh, it's a great way to get into cooking or to um, you know start eating healthier one of the hardest parts at least for me about eating healthy is just coming up with some recipes like I don't really know what else to make besides basic stuff but when you have a company like Green Chef that will provide recipes within your diet that you want to follow it's great it's great and you get to keep them too so it's like you're having a little cookbook as well um, so definitely go check out uh, Green Chef you can go to greenchef.com slash OPL 130 and use the code OPL 130 to get uh, $130 off plus free shipping uh, again that is greenchef.com slash OPL 130 and use code OPL130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Okay, so go check them out. Again, greenchef.com slash OPL130. I didn't mean like, 
I didn't mean that I wanted like sexy photos from her. <laughs> I just said I just said sexy cat because that's what she said the character was. I wasn't oh asking God, her Greg. for explicit photos in case it came across like Bro, that I to was anyone. Hoping, this would be uh, the or most... my wife if she's watching. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping because this would be such a you thing when I had asked about the voice and whatever that you were going to be like, do it right now. I was like, oh, oh dude, 100. I, I said it to myself in my head. You're like, I'm going to tell, I'm going to ask her to do the voice. 100%. Yeah, no. So I'm glad. And I think she would have done it. Yeah, but you know, um, but yeah, I, know, I, I, uh, I think this is, again, I mean, I said all like kind of usually what I say in these situations that it is really cool when people kind of do that uh, in the furries. And I'll admit, I think that when I was a teenager, I would be one of the ones who would be like, what the hell? And like pointing and laughing. But now... You know, after you get some insight and age uh, and maturity, you realize that, like, it's actually really cool that people are that comfortable with themselves that they're willing to be like, yeah, I'm dressed up as a, what was it, like a something sheep hybrid? A, a sheep wolf something. And, like, it's yeah. just something, and, like, maybe it looks ridiculous to other people, but I'm not really worried about that. I'm just worried about keeping myself happy. Like, that is really cool. Everyone who does that is brave in a sense right they're they're um and comfortable brave is like a like a all right yeah firemen like, are brave and it's like, like a, yeah it's like a battle <laughs> kind of thing uh, the word i think is like um i don't know self-assured maybe what like self-assured oh self-assured what do you think i said self-assured like <laughs> like that like selfish erd like self-assured i was like what i didn't know what that meant but anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, no, uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. And also the it fact that, good. dude, how about the fact that like, like you said, this should be a reality TV show, the furry house, like obviously, how does Man, that not exist? There's like TikTok get, houses with like these exactly, pretty boys. That's what I was thinking. But like a furry hype house, house or whatever. Come dude, on. Dude, a furry house would be interesting. One's a sex worker. One's giving stuff away for free. They all have jobs on the side. They have relationships, you know, they go to meet up. When we get more time on our hands. There's dildos. We're, we're going to figure out. There's dildos. We're going to figure out. We, we got, I don't know. We're going to have to start traveling places yeah, and like actually go to hitting the first some spots. of these meetups or something and, you know, get, get some footage. But I yeah, agree. no, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. And I think uh, just, just to add to that, it's just so cool because it's just, it's so rare to, to speak to these people. Like it sounds so simple and we've had the luxury of speaking to a lot of people who are so comfortable with themselves, but it is, it is rare. Like, just think of everything, the insecurities you have, I have, like all of us, not saying that she doesn't have any insecurities, but for something that you know will be so judged by the outside world to just find that balance and that simplicity of, to, to, be, to basically someone who says, don't care what other people think and actually live that way. Yes. That's rare. And that's just, it's just always great to hear from someone like that. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, but yeah, for anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show, don't hesitate. Reach out to us. Okay. You go to our website, OPLshow.com or send us an email directly at OPLpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, follow us on Instagram at OPL podcast. If you guys want bonus episodes and help support the show, head over to patreon.com slash OPL show and use that promo code OPL. If you want to grab a copy of pay the price, uh, we're guaranteeing you that this will be one of the most fun game nights you've ever had. Guaranteed. So check that out. Paythepricegame.com. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>